Welcome to Spread-Led Life with HMI. Stay tuned for an anointed word by Pastor Dion Hockey. We hope this session builds your faith. Hello everybody. Welcome to Healing Ministries International. I greet you all in the wonderful, wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm so glad that you are able to join us on this wonderful, wonderful day. I have uh, great news to share with you, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we're going to continue teaching on how to advance the kingdom of God. Seven strategies on how we can cause the kingdom of God to grow. And uh, if you don't know this, well, all of you who are watching this program, you are a part of causing the kingdom of God to grow. Well, I'm ready for the word, and I hope you have your pen and paper with you. Last week, I started teaching uh, on on what is the first strategy, what is the first must if we want to take the kingdom out, and that was the message of repentance. We have to repent before we can be used of God. Amen. I think that is a common sense for all of us, that you have to repent so that God can uh, use you and make yourself available for His kingdom expansion to take place. Let's pray and then let's get into the word. Father, we just thank you right now that you are here with us on this program and we welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Lord Jesus. And I pray that as I teach the word, you'll open up the ears of the listeners, open their eyes of understanding and cause revelation to come. Thank you as I teach the word, Lord, that people are just going to get excited and they're going to grow in their walk with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that your will be done right now in Jesus' name. Also, Father, I bind every works of darkness. We take authority over the works of the devil. And I thank you, Lord, he will have no rule or reign or even any say in this session in Jesus' name. And if you agree with me, say amen. Come on. So the first strategy we had was to bring repentance and preach repentance. We, we can't just keep on preaching a little soft-spoken, tickle my ear, make me feel happy gospel. We have to preach repentance, amen, and bring people back to the cross in Jesus' name. The second step that we do is we have to believe God. The second strategy is we have to believe God for the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit and there has to be an expectation for salvations, healings, deliverances, and also the changing of lives. Would you say amen to that? I think that there are a lot of churches who just preach the word, and they bring good word, don't misunderstand me. They preach a wonderful message, but there is the lack of the demonstration of the power of God. Once again, you cannot preach the gospel without repentance. But number two, you cannot preach the gospel without having signs, wonders, and miracles follow after the preaching of the word. So I want to encourage you, if you are a minister watching, you have to bring demonstration of the power of God. If you are just a regular church person, a Christian that is watching, when you witness cause the power of God to be demonstrated. It is of utmost importance. I'll never forget my pastor taught me this many, many years ago. And he said to me, Dion, there are many people who can preach a wonderful sermon. He said, but if you want to do, have two things happen in your meetings, this is what my pastor taught me. He said, the first thing, if you want to have the people's attention and if you want to see them grow, 
you not only to preach the word, but you are to bring a demonstration of the power of God. The demonstration of the power of God will keep their attention. The demonstration of the power of God will convince them and also prove that the Bible is real. So I've learned that lesson and I've been applying that in my life for the last 30 years. And I want to encourage you to do the same in Jesus' name. Let's read from Matthew chapter 4, and we're going to read verse 23 and verse 24. It says, And Jesus went about, I like that, he didn't sit, but he went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Please note there's an order. He went out. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. Oh, sorry, he first teached the word. He preached then the gospel and then he healed. So there's a time for teaching. Why? Because the teaching produces faith. There's a time for preaching because that's going to bring the repentance. And then there's a time for the demonstration of the power of God. Jesus applied it. We can learn from him. And I believe every minister of the gospel should have this formula in their churches. Can I get an amen? We have to have the same formula. We teach, we preach, and we heal. In the name of Jesus. Verse 24 says, Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, and paralytics, he healed them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for sending your son Jesus to teach us how to walk and live out a kingdom uh, 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 to have a kingdom mentality and how to walk in the power that he has given us like Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Because when we operate in the supernatural, when we preach the gospel, when we teach and then bring healing, guess what's going to happen? People are going to get saved. When people get saved, the kingdom of God is growing. And this is the purpose of the teaching. We want to see the kingdom of God grow. We want to see your church grow. We want to see your town get saved. We want to see your village get saved. We want to see cities coming to Jesus Christ. Amen. It doesn't, uh, you know, we cannot just rely on the apostles or some prophet or somebody, you know, God needs each and every one of you that is watching this program today. Read with me 1 Corinthians chapter 4, and we're going to read verse 14 to 20. All right, let's read this. Paul writes, and he says, I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you. Okay, so he has a warning coming. He says, for though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. How true is that? That there are so many people who can teach and instruct, but there is a definite lack of of spiritual fathers in the kingdom of God. And I'm talking about a, I'm talking about a genuine father. I'm not talking about the self-proclaimed people who just, you know, want to get a position and um, uh, they have no experience, they have no nothing under their belt. No, we need the fathers who have walked the walk and can talk the talk. We need those men to speak into our lives in Jesus' name. So, here is what Paul says. He says, therefore, I urge you, 
imitate me. Now, if you had a real good father in your house, in your church, a pastor who could, who could teach you uh, like Paul taught Timothy, then your pastor should be walking in the power of God and the glory of the Lord should be upon him and you should be imitating your pastor, your leader, or there where you go to church, you should be imitating them. Paul said, imitate me. And he also said in another scripture, he said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Amen. And here we find that Paul says to the church now and to, the, uh, to, Tim, uh, to who he's writing here in Corinth, he says, I urge you to imitate me. For this reason, I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord. I believe a good, a good teacher in church, a good spiritual father will have the disciples or the sons or the daughters that will follow him and they will be doing what he is doing as well. Amen. So he says to them, uh, I, I sent my faithful son, son, Timothy, who is in the Lord, who will remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere and uh, in every church. Now some are puffed up as though I were not coming to you, but I will come to you shortly if the Lord wills, and I will know not um, the word of those who are puffed up, but the power. <laughs> oh my goodness, I like how Paul writes here. He says, listen, I'm going to come to you, and uh, there's a lot of people who are full of pride, full of arrogance. They, they, they are the know-it-alls. He says, but I'm going to, I'll see who's the genuine, not by just the knowledge of the word that you have, because that word, that knowledge causes pride to puff up in you. He says, but I'll know them by the works of the power of God that is operating through them. Amen. I love that. You, you know, the mark of a true minister, God will come and he will approve that ministry with the signs following. The scripture is very clear on that. And so if, if, if your pastor, your church leader uh, is approved of God, well, let me tell you, one of the fruits is going to be signs, wonders, and miracles that will follow him. Because it's the signs, wonders, and miracles. Remember, Jesus did it too. He also operated in the supernatural. Why? It is a drawing card. It is a tool God has given us. You shall receive power, Acts 1 verse 8. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. Power, you will be power to be, receive power to be an effective witness. Come on, somebody. This is what we want in our lives. We want that power. Look at verse 20. He says, for the kingdom of God is not word uh, is not in word, but in power. I'm going to read it again. Verse 20 says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. You have to have power. You have to have a demonstration of the power of God and not just word only. All right? So the kingdom of God is a matter of power. Paul and the other apostles understood this. Like Jesus, they preached and they taught God's word, but they also healed the sick. They also cast out demons and in many ways demonstrated the power of God that characterizes the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. If Jesus did it, if the disciples and the apostles did it, how much more, my dear friend, should you and I be operating in the supernatural power of God? In Jesus' name, say amen 
explain if you agree with what I'm saying. So you, and also we need to understand that we are in a spiritual battle. There is a spiritual warfare going on. And Satan, who is the enemy of our souls, um, is not defeated by words only, but he is also defeated by the power of God. Can you say amen to that? And we've got to understand that there is a massive spiritual battle going on for the kingdom of darkness, uh, for Satan to take souls with him to hell because the devil knows where he's going to end up. And there is a a spiritual battle for, for Jesus, for us, that we are fighting to take people with us to heaven. So God, by His grace, has come and He has given us His blessed Holy Spirit to empower us so that we can go out and that we can preach this wonderful gospel. Listen, from the beginning of the ages, from the beginning of the church age, okay, the preaching of the gospel has been accompanied by the manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit. Read your Bible, you will understand what I'm saying. From the beginning of, of the church time, the power of God has always been there. Read with me 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Come on, let's enjoy this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. Paul says, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. Not with what? Persuasive words of human wisdom, but, I like this one, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. I'm going to read it again. My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. So we find this. In many churches, there's a lot of people who can preach very deep theological teachings and sermons, and they can put in the Greek and the Hebrew and all of that wonderful stuff. But Paul says, I did not come here with words of human wisdom, but I came to you in demonstration of the Spirit, number one, and of power, number two. I know the NIV says the Spirit's power, which makes it one, but there are actually two demonstrations that Paul brings. Not only does he preach the Word, but he is demonstrating the Holy Spirit, and he is demonstrating the power of the Holy Spirit. Friend, that's you and I. We should be the same. Not just preach a Word, but we are to bring a demonstration of the power of God as well. Okay, so kingdom growth must come in the form of word and power, not by word alone. Amen. Here's another wonderful verse I want to read to you that we find in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 5, they're a powerful verse, powerful verse. And I've preached on this, uh, uh, you know, last year sometime I taught on this scripture, but I want to remind you, it says, for our gospel, this is Paul again writing, he says, for our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. Amen. What did Paul say? I'm not just coming to you and bringing you a word, but I'm also coming to you and bringing you the power of the Holy Spirit and also a demonstration of the Holy Spirit with much assurance. You know, I taught this and I feel the Lord wants me to remind you. The problem I have found why we do not see many people operating in the supernatural power of God is because of the lack of assurance. 
They don't have the assurance. In other words, will it really work if I do what I'm being told to do? Will it work? I'm not sure of that. The only way, my dear friend, to gain assurance, or another word is confidence, the only way to gain confidence is to practice. Now, we have an old saying, you know, in the church, it says, practice what you preach. So I've seen this in churches where the pastor will get up and he'll minister about healing. He'll talk about Jesus loves us. He'll tell us how Jesus died on the cross for us. He'll tell us about the wounds that, that was laid on the back of Jesus. And he'll quote scriptures like 1 Peter 2.24 that by his stripes we are healed. And the people will clap hands and cheer, cheer. And that's a wonderful, wonderful truth that he has preached. But then he will say, okay, guys, thank you for listening. In Jesus' name, God bless you, Baba. And he will not bring a demonstration of the power of God. We have to bring a demonstration of the power of God. Amen. Because it's that demonstration that's going to win people over into the kingdom of God. Nicodemus came to Jesus. And Nicodemus, who was in church, who was a Pharisee, who was a teacher of the law, who feared God the Father. Come on, we keep forgetting this. Nicodemus feared God because he was a Jew. And that was his, his work. He was a preacher. He was a priest. Amen. And he preached, the, he preached the, uh, the, the law of Moses to the people. And he followed God down to the T. But so now Nicodemus comes and is watching Jesus preach. But not only is he listening to the teachings of Jesus which was mind-blowing for them and it was amazing but he sees Jesus doing miracles he sees Jesus casting out devils healing the sick and raising the dead so Nicodemus actually makes an appointment with Jesus and and goes to him in the evening and says he says to him Rabbi I know you are a teacher come from God this is found in Matthew chapter 3 he says I know uh, uh, sorry John chapter 3 he says I know that you are a teacher come from God for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him what did Nicodemus mean by that? He says, I'm watching you. You like me. You're a Jew just like me. We grew up under the same, under the same law, under the same teachings. Yet, Jesus, there is something about you that is different from the rest of us who are Pharisees and who are teaching. What is it? And Jesus said to him, Nicodemus, assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus is thinking fleshly. He says, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? And Jesus says to him again, Nicodemus, I'm telling you, assuredly, here's the truth. Unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So Nicodemus wasn't born again. Nicodemus hadn't had a revelation of who Jesus was and what was going on. Amen. He was just so bound by law and tradition that he did not understand what relationship was, what the born again experience was, and then obviously the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So we are blessed in our time today that we have the scriptures to lead us, to guide us, and to teach us, and to give us direction. Amen. And so we are not just to preach the word only, but we are to be like Paul. We are to be like Jesus. We are to be like the disciples. And we are to proclaim the word, but bring a demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 
8, I believe it is, in Acts chapter 8, I'm just quoting it, but it says there that, that when Philip went down to preach the gospel, many people were healed. He, he, he did miracles. Lame people were healed. Paralyzed people were healed. And the Bible says this, and there was great joy in the city. Bless the Lord. And this is what the power of God does. It brings joy into the city. It brings joy into the house of God. It, you know, it, it, it releases faith where people come in and get born again. And thus the kingdom of God is growing and expanded. Friend, I want to pray for you. You know, there's so much more that I can preach on this subject and tell you. But, you know, I just sense there are people out there who are saying, but I want to be used by God. And, and I, want to, I want to see that miracles. And I want to see the power. Friend, I'm going to pray the Lord Jesus baptize you with the Holy Spirit right now. I pray that there will be a release of the anointing of God to come upon you so that you can go out there and that you can proclaim this good news of Jesus. Christ. Amen. And I want the boldness of God to come upon you so that you can lay hands, that you can cast out devils, so that you can, so that you can uh, see signs, wonders, and miracles follow you. Go and study Matthew chapter 10. Go and study Luke chapter 10. And you'll find verses that says that, uh, that God has given you and I the authority. He's given you and I the power to go out to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. He says, freely you have received, freely you must give. John chapter 14 verse 12. Oh, I like that one. John 14 12 says, Jesus says, if you believe in me, the works that I do, you will do also and greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. Jesus said that with his own mouth. He said, you and I can do greater works than what he did. Hallelujah. And, and he said in John 16, 7, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. And so Jesus went up to heaven and he sent the help of the Holy Spirit in, uh, in his place to come and help us to guide us, to empower us, to teach us, to train us, and to be with us. Are you hungry for the power? Are you desperate for the anointing? Do you want to take the kingdom of God further than where you are right now? Come on, I'm sure you want to expand the kingdom of God. I'm sure you want to see souls get saved. I'm sure you want to see lives being transformed. Stretch your hands out to me right now and believe with me as I pray for you. Amen. Father, I pray for all the viewers that are watching. And I pray, Father God, that you will baptize them with your Holy Spirit. I pray that the glory of God will come right now there into their living rooms, into their bedrooms, Father, there where they're watching me right now. And I ask you, Lord, fill them with the Holy Spirit. Jesus, you said in Acts 1 verse 8, you said that we will receive power. And I'm asking you to fill them with power right now in Jesus' name. Baptize them, Father God, so that they can go out and proclaim the wonderful good news with signs, wonders, and miracles following them wherever they go. I release this anointing. I release this power upon everybody who's watching me now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And if you agree with that prayer, say amen. 
Now, I also want to pray for you if you need a healing in your body, if you need deliverance, if you need a breakthrough. I want you to put your hand on your body where you are right now. If you have a headache, put your hand there. If you have a lung condition, put your hand there. If you're struggling with COVID, put your hand on your, on your chest. If you have a blood disease or you have sugar diabetes or you might be struggling with cancer, I want you to put your hand on your body. And I'm telling you right now, under the unction of the Holy Spirit, God is going to heal you now because he's confirming the word with the signs following. Are you ready to receive your miracle? Father, I pray for every person that is watching me now and who is in need of a healing miracle. By the power of God given to me, Father, in the name of Jesus and also according to Matthew 18, 18, I bind every sickness and every disease off of every viewer right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I rebuke sickness. I rebuke disease in Jesus' name. I bind that cancer that is upon that person who is watching me right now, Father. And I curse that cancer and I command the cancer to die in the name of Jesus. Every cancer cell die in Jesus' name. And Lord, I release your divine healing. And I ask you, Father, to replace every organ uh, that has been destroyed by cancer, Lord. And I ask you, Father, replace it with brand new body parts in Jesus' name. We lose your healing right now. Father, I pray for pancreas, uh, people who are struggling with sugar diabetes, Lord. I pray that you will take out the faulty pancreas and give them brand new pancreas in the name of Jesus. Set them free. Heal them right now, Father heart conditions, lung conditions, liver conditions, kidneys, stomachs, Father God, bladder problems, Lord. I'm praying for healing to flow now, backs to be healed, legs, knees, hips, feet, and ankles to be healed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There is somebody who's watching me. You have a, a, a twisted leg, almost like a club foot, but it's something happened and your foot grew on, on skew. But I even sense now that God is straightening out your foot and God is healing that ankle of yours now in Jesus name just receive that I honestly believe that God is doing this for you amen if you believe what I'm praying then I just want you to say thank you Lord for my healing I receive my miracle now in Jesus name and I believe that by the stripes I am healed amen Amen. Come on. Uh, let me know if you've received a healing miracle. Uh, uh, just uh, give, send us a message on, on uh, Facebook and, and tell us or send us an uh, email and we will rejoice with you. We love you so much. And remember, you can catch us on Facebook, on YouTube, uh, on Instagram, on Telegram. You can follow us and uh, you can see the wonderful work that we are doing for God and His kingdom. Amen. But I want you to be blessed. I want you to be empowered. I want you to go and advance the kingdom. Cause the kingdom of God to grow. You win souls. You operate in the supernatural power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We love you so much. And I don't want you to be afraid and doubt. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. God bless you. Join us next, next week as we continue on this teaching. We love you. Bye-bye. You can make a difference by partnering with us, a ministry with a heart for the lost. You can sow or partner by visiting our website, dionhockey.org. 
You will also receive exclusive content from the ministry as a thank you from Pastor Dion Hockey. Remember to subscribe and follow our social media pages for updates, sermons, and more information about the ministry. Thank you for listening and see you next time.